Hello and welcome to another episode of Backstage at the Baths with me, Lizzie Welch. Today we have another real treat for you. We have our first amateur theatre group uh, that's in, which is the guys from Scunthorpe Musical Theatre Society. Our amateur theatre groups are our local talent, so people born and bred in North Lincolnshire who are part of a society that put on plays regularly at our Plowright Theatre. This is our first Plowright Theatre um, show that we've had in on this podcast as well. If you've never been to the Plowright Theatre, you absolutely should do. It is our oldest theatre. It was born. It was born. It was made in 1958. Um, originally entitled the Civic Theatre. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous venue. Uh, traditional theatre setup, smaller and more intimate than our Baths Hall, but. Honestly, um, I've been form- performing on that stage since I was very little and it always feels to me like a little hug every time I walk into that venue. It is, I've seen some wonderful shows at that theatre and anyone who does um, attend it, we get some great feedback of people who just love this asset to our community. So it's absolutely worth dropping by and seeing any of our shows at the Plowright Theatre. But specifically today, we're going to talk to you about Kips, the new Half a Sixpence musical with Jackie and Becky, who are from the Scunthorpe Musical Theatre Society. This is what they had to say. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Jackie and Becky, who are the director and the choreographer in that order. <laughs> welcome. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, so we're here to talk to you a little bit more about Kips, which is a show that's coming to the Plowright. You're our first Plowright show that we've got on this podcast, which is very exciting. Oh, that's exciting, yes. Even though it says backstage at the Baths, we do cover both venues, it's important to know. Um, but I think before we dive into the show itself, we should dive in a little bit more into Scunthorpe Musical Theatre Society um, and a little bit more about that for anyone who, who might not know. So you can decide who's going to take this between yourselves or you can do it both but tell us a little bit more about Scunthorpe Musical Theatre Society. You've been in it a heck of a lot longer than me, Jackie. <laughs> OK, well, it was formed in 1909 and wow. I didn't join then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite that old. <laughs> um, and uh, historically, it was a music, uh, an operatic, operet- operatic. Operatic, society. operatic society. And they generally performed operettas, which are like mini-operas. Um, but the difference between an opera and an operetta is really that there are words within an operetta, whereas opera is all singing. Um, but eventually, as it went on and things changed and became more modern, we felt that we needed to change our name to make it more relevant to the type of shows that we now do, which is musical theatre. Uh, so we changed our name, I believe it was about 2010. Yeah. Scunthorpe Musical Theatre yeah. Society. I think it helped because I think sometimes the word operatic can put younger members off. Yeah. Um, because they think it's that posh singing that you see <laughs> in movies, which it isn't. And it has worked it has because worked. we've had a lot more younger, new young members yeah. join us since Absolutely. we changed the name and we've done more modern shows we and have. things a bit different, not the old things that everybody does all the time. Mm. I suppose with things like Glee, which was huge as well. Have mm. you seen that? Like, give a yeah. big, like, resurgence into the young people wanting to get involved in musical theatre. Yes, it yeah. suddenly made it more cool, <laughs> <laughs> if you will. Um, it, it's. I think when I was a child, it wasn't a cool thing to come and do theatre, dance, all of that. Um, 
it was more cool to do your sports, your typical sports. Whereas now, I, I don't think there's that stigma around musical theatre anymore. I think it's a lot more open to a lot more people nowadays. Yeah, and I think that is down to, to, to certain TV shows. There's things, the acapella groups that go on Netflix and things like that. I think yeah. that that's a massive and import. The other films that are on... Um... Like where they do a cappella, a cappella. What's what's the films? Oh, uh, like Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. Great yeah. film. Yeah. <laughs> and now all the young people want to be famous. They all want to be on the telly. They all want to be on the stage. Mm. And it has had a yeah, definitely a, made it a little bit more accessible, hasn't it? It and, has. And seen how it how and, exciting it is. And more acceptable to your peer group because mm. particularly boys, we're still having a job. Everybody yeah. get, has a job getting lads in because there's this stigma attached to being a member of a musical theatre society or any dramatic society, really. Yeah. Amateur dramatics, what are you doing that for? <laughs> you know, there is, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. I think as well it's a confidence thing as well. I think people are more willing to give things a go nowadays. Uh, people would shy away, I think, before from putting themselves out there, whereas I think now a lot more people are willing to give things a go because there isn't that, that stigma attached mm-hmm. and things of... It doesn't matter if, it, if you make a bit of a fool of yourself because that's what it's all about. Mm. No, and it's fun, isn't it, I guess, as an actual member yourself. It gives you, mentally, um, the opportunity to just leave your troubles behind and step into someone else's shoes for a little bit and dance around in them, which that's is well. just and indescribable. It's, it's such a, a brilliant social thing because you make friends for life. You know, you're together week after week after week for a long period of time, aren't you? And you're Absolutely. sharing emotions and... You're upset today and you're happy tomorrow and you go home absolutely buzzing, don't you? We've got oh, two yeah. young lads joined us from the college and they're absolutely buzzing it. They're buzzing, buzzing it. Buzzing, <laughs> they're absolutely loving it, aren't yeah, they? They are, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's lovely to see. And you get that social side of things, like you were saying about getting friends <laughs> and things. You don't just do things in the theatre group. So because you make those friendship groups and things, you often then end up doing things outside of the society and things, which is really, really nice because you create that special bond with people. Mm. It's really good. A really supportive atmosphere oh, 100%. as well. Yeah. And a safe, it's safe and it's supportive yes. and we're all there to protect each other and to look after each other. Because and... it's fun, isn't it, the rehearsal process? I mean, obviously towards the end it gets a little bit like you're trying to perfect and things like that, but, you know, there's, I've not laughed as much as I have done in my entire life when you're doing something at rehearsal and it goes wrong. <laughs> to me, the rehearsal process is the best bit. Yeah, absolutely. Once I get into the theatre, I think, oh, that's it now. Mm. Because I like to watch it grow. I like Even yeah. if you're not involved, even if you've not got a part... To sit and watch other people doing their parts and watch it grow from this thing, you know, somebody comes <laughs> in, they're stuttering and stammering over the lines and 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 then all of a sudden, just one day, it just suddenly clicks and you think, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do it. So you know what it's like. (laughs) Not in a musical capacity because nobody wants to hear me sing. (laughs) We've probably heard a lot worse, Lizzie. (laughs) But I guess that's the joy, isn't it? Because you know, it's not just not all about performing solo, is it? So as as a chorus, if you if you're not particularly strong on the vocals, you can get you can improve. Well, this is the thing. People say, "Well, I'm only in the chorus," but there is no such thing as only in the chorus. Every single person is vital to any production it's like a a jigsaw puzzle if you haven't got all the pieces it doesn't work and no matter how small or how big your role is 
it's vital. Absolutely, isn't yeah. it? And I think there's people in our society that aren't the best singers, but they're brilliant dancers or or they're great at that the acting ability and things. You don't have to be yeah. a triple threat to come and join these sorts of societies. <laughs> That's not what it's about. Or they're just, perhaps they're not the best performer, but they're really reliable. And you know that they'll be there at every rehearsal and they'll do whatever you ask them to do. If you say, carry that on, where do you want me to put it? You know, and, yeah, it, and, and, yeah it's just about being together. It teaches mm. team building, not yes. team building, but teamwork. All of those sort of things, social interaction. Yeah, I think you get to mix with different ages of people. So a lot of younger people nowadays only mix with younger people or then their teachers and things like that. Whereas this has give, gives you an opportunity to work with different ages of people, different people of different backgrounds and things different like that. Skill set, absolutely. Yeah. And I think you can learn a lot from that to then take into your later life if you then move on and go to university and things like that. I think it it, it then helps you future on in life mm. if you've had that experience of dealing with different types of people yeah because i think i'm the i'm the biggest advocate of saying um what theater can bring you in your later life it, it's you can you know i i've been through all in terms of a degree and stuff like that and actually it doesn't just give you the confidence i think to get up on stage but to to speak in front of people yeah. like you know to stand up and give a presentation at work or yeah. to even yeah. sit in a job interview and things yeah. like that to do it, this it's, yeah to do this brilliant for building <laughs> self-confidence and yeah. like, like you said earlier, you might be the shyest person, the most introverted person, but to hide behind something else, a different character, and to just have that buzz for a couple mm. of hours, it's so good for mental health, which is a big thing nowadays, yes, isn't it? absolutely. I mean, my brain's squashed at the minute, but <laughs> I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's good for my mental health. I always do theatre for, for a relief for me. And yeah. for, I, I danced growing up again, that was always yeah. a relief. I, I never had any plans to go into it professionally. It was always just that relief from everyday life. Mm. And it, it was when I went to college, I kept on with drama and did an A-level at college, and that was because I needed that relief from my other coursework and my other um, sort of uh, lessons that I was having to do and now I do it as a relief from my job and from my <laughs> home life and things because it's something completely different and that we can just well, let ourselves go. Do it? Why do I do it? <laughs> I, I always have people that come up to me and say... Tell me. <laughs> People come to me and say, oh, you've got too much on, like, why, how would you manage to fit that in? But for me, that is what it is, exactly that. It's actually going to to, to my theatre group is, is is that release from all the other stuff I've got going on. So it's not adding an extra bit in, it's how I relax. So, I mean, some people relax by sitting and watching TV or sitting and reading a book or stuff like that. For me, it's not. It's going in and, which might be some people's nightmare, <laughs> but it's not. It is going and, and doing that and stepping into someone else's shoes and, and having fun and having that laughter mm. and that camaraderie that you mm. get in your group. And, and then hopefully at the end of it, that applause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is an amazing feeling, isn't it? Yeah, because it's not an ego thing. It's no. just the fact that you know you've done something that's made other people happy. Yes. And that's the yeah. satisfaction you get from yeah. it, I think. Yeah. You know, people say, oh, they just want to be there and people to clap and this, that. But it's not that. It's no. knowing that you've achieved something no, it's, yeah. that somebody else has got pleasure mm. from. Making them a note. I think my best moment on stage actually wasn't applause or laughter. It was actually made a bunch of people somebody cry. Somebody crying. Yes. Like, yeah. So the lights went up at the end when we did two and everyone was 
bawling their eyes yeah. out and I was like oh I did that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I made them feel something that's and as a director and as a choreographer I'm yeah. sure you'll say the same thing but when you stand at the back and you watch it once it's come to fruition it's like giving birth in a way you watch, <laughs> no it is no, but yeah. without well no, not without the pain but you, <laughs> but you look at it and you think I've done that yeah. We've done that together. Proud I've made that happen. I've yeah. helped them achieve this. You yeah. feel so proud. You do don't feel you? proud, yeah. It's very emotional. It is. I stand and cry every night. You know, you've watched it all through the rehearsals yeah. and I always get tearful. And you can but you can hear the audience go through that reaction as well, isn't it? Which yeah. is one of the best things. Yeah, the thing is. I love the most. You can hear them go, Oh, you can go, Oh no. Yeah. And sometimes you actually hear them say that out yeah. loud because they've forgotten that it's not on a TV and the it's laughter in, in as there. well, I think sometimes in a rehearsal you get so used to the jokes that they're not funny anymore. Yeah. And then you get to the show and you think, Oh, I didn't realise that bit was funny. <laughs> Bits <laughs> that you never thought howling. were funny. Yeah. <laughs> you think, Oh, I didn't know what <laughs> Yeah. We've always been a really professional group, always yeah. put on mm -hmm. the best show we can. We used to have professional directors, hire all the sets, hire all the costumes, plenty of money, but now there isn't that. What do you mean you used to? You're a professional director. Well, I am now. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't get paid. <laughs> professional and everything but the pay. <laughs> but... No, but things have had to change and move with the times because people yeah. haven't got the money anymore. No. And, and particularly since COVID, everything's gone up and up and up. Yeah. So we do struggle financially, but we still like to put on the best that we can, don't we? Yeah, and I think I think we still achieve that. I think we even do. with the with the low costs and things. I think there's ways that we're able to work around a budget and things, whether that be make the scenery ourselves or or go through we do it in the dark and get them to yeah. do the scenery for us, as that's a, a cheaper option sometimes than hiring. Um, and I think, or doing the costuming ourselves and things like that. And I think we can be quite innovative. That's the word, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, innovative it is, yeah. with um, the way that we spend the money in order to still put on the show we want to produce. And that's the other side of it, isn't it? Because Absolutely. it's not all about performing. We would love people to come forward and say, "Well, I don't want to perform, but I can I help you with your costumes? Can I help you with your set?" Can I help backstage? Because we need people like that because we haven't got anybody like no, that. No, props as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, the the set people are are like wizards, you know, and the set is a performance in itself too, it isn't is. it? It is the skill sharing again, Absolutely. isn't yeah. it? People do come and remark, and be like, wow, what a set. Do, like, yeah. So it's not ah, like it's But I always say, if they'd mention in the set, the show's not very good. <laughs> no, it's no, because it's the set person has been so amazing. <laughs> I do. I'll say, I'll say, well, well, I want this to happen, but I don't know how, and, and I want this sort of lighting, and I just want it to look like this or give this sort of... And they just do it. It mm. is brilliant. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. That, it's that creativity is not just on the stage and, yeah, and directing it. It's, it's very much... In every element, it's a whole it? team thing. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you've whole got to team. work as a team. Yeah. Which is amazing. So, I guess let's drill down a little bit more into your roles. We'll start with yours, Becky, choreographer. Yeah. How do you approach a show? Um, I listen to it about 12 million times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you listen to the music over and over and over and over again. Um, well, that's how I deal with it anyway. And things just come to me in my head. And I deal with I, I choreograph slowly, so mm -hmm. I'll start on a number and then I'll do a little bit and I'll leave it and I'll come back to it because I find that that's the best way to do it. But then it's always a work in progress then when you do it in a rehearsal as well. So I might set something in a rehearsal 
and I look at it on a video later and think, I don't like it. It doesn't look <laughs> like you had it in your head. Yes. So then you tweak things as you go, or it might not work this the way because people might start crashing into each other because in my head people can't float or, you know... <laughs> you know, can't levitate. Yeah, you can't suddenly levitate across the stage well, and over great the top they of could. someone. So, um, it's always a bit of a work in progress in that as well. But, yeah, that I tend to listen to the music millions of times. Much to, to the outrage of your family, I imagine. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they must be sick of the show before it's even come on now. Well, thankfully, he's, my husband is involved, so Mine he doesn't really he mind. He knows all the music. Um, the six-month-old baby, she, I think she's singing along now, but... but yes, no, it's, um, it's all good fun in our house. <laughs> so do you have to sort of dance it through yourself and figure that bit out first? And yes, imagine yeah. yourself being, uh, I know, 20 other people? I do, yeah, and I'll often rope my husband in. Can you just come and stand? here and do this with me um, to check things out, especially when it comes to partner work um, and that's why it doesn't always work because in my in my head we can everyone can do this movement and then if, if it doesn't come off we then have to adjust that um, and often I'll find that it, in my living room isn't as big as our rehearsal space <laughs> so I've set everyone to be in a really tight space and we've got oodles of space and we need to spread out and so and so yeah things do often change but absolutely I have to Dance around, prance around my own living room. Sound like you've got a very understanding <laughs> husband and it's a good job he's also in the cast. Yes. I don't think I could have married someone that wasn't theatrically minded. <laughs> she's a brilliant choreographer. She's very imaginative, aren't you? And very innovative. And, and, yeah, because I hate straight lines, don't I? Yes. And you know that. Oh, I, and you I, don't, don't, I don't like, I don't like straight lines. She's really, really good. You must come and see. Um, well, I will, yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it, did, you, did you fall in love in the stages? Did you meet each other that or No, no. Um, I've, oh, I've known that was going to be a really good pull-in <laughs> for people to come and join the society. Sorry. Oh, yeah, you might find mate. you want to love. <laughs> yes, we have had that happen. We, we have, yeah. No, um, we, we did meet through the theatre world, but um, I also went to school with his brother. Oh. So. <laughs> I've known the family for a long time, but but, um, but yeah, we it, I knew him through theatre. So. Oh well, see, it's still, it, it still, still happening in theatre. Yes, yes, yeah, fantastic. So yes, join and you may find your true love. Absolutely, who knows? <laughs> You'll be dancing in your living room before you know it. <laughs> so Jackie, on to you. How do you approach direction then when you decide what play you're going to do, what musical story you're going to do, what? What is the next bit? Well, that's another thing that people don't quite understand because the, the, the choosing of a show, it's a big issue. Mm -hmm. People say, why can't we do this? Why can't we do this? Or the modern ones, but mm -hmm. they're not available to amateurs. <laughs> yes. <And> everybody's <laughs> not aware of that. And people say, oh, we're not doing that again. We're not doing that again. But we are only allowed access to certain shows. So choosing a show is quite difficult. Yes, because if it's touring elsewhere, you can't You have can't it. do it. No, you can't get a licence for it. And then... Then you've got to look at your society and the members that you've got and might we be able to cast something else, you know, putting out feelers. But you've got to look at the people you've got because at the end of the day, it's a hobby for people. Mm -hmm. So it's no good casting something that you know that you can't cast. Yes. Is it? No. So you've got to think of that as well. And it's a committee decision. It's not the director's decision. The committee has to choose the show, sort of. <laughs> you can be influential. No, no but, you, yeah. you, you've got to say whether you can do it or not, and then they ask you if you will direct, and you can say no. But don't have, you, you. have you ever said no? No. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, I love doing it. So, so really, like Becky, you have to know the show inside out and mm -hmm. backwards, and you read it and read it and read it, and then 
the blocking, which is telling people where to go and making the pictures on the stage, that's very hard. I do it in my head, like Becky does. I shut my eyes and I visualise people here. Sometimes I'll use something and move things about. And, and again, like Becky, sometimes you get into the rehearsal and it's not working, so you twiddle it about, so mm -hmm. you change it. So there's that. But then you also have to go through the script again to look at what lighting you want. You have to go through the script again, read it page by page and word for word to decide um, what costumes are needed. And then you have to do it again to decide what sort of a set you're going to have. And that can be a difficult thing, imagining how you're going to stage the show because we've only got a small theatre. We've got a very, very limited, non-existent budget for set. Small but beautiful theatre. Yes, small but perfectly formed. It's a lovely theatre. And we can't fly things in and out, which means, like when you see the London productions, they drop things from above and, and mm -hmm. they're suddenly like magic, they're there. So you've got to be a bit inventive. So it's thinking your ideas yourself and then working with your technical team and deciding what can be done. So there's that. And then you've got to look at everything else, the licensing, and do you really want me to go on? Yes, people are interested to know. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got to look at, can we do this show? Are we allowed to do this show? So then you approach the license holders, and then you have to pay a lot of money for the privilege of doing it. And, and then you've got to look for costumes, you've got to try and find... If it's a show like the one we're doing now, Kips, it's a period show, so you've got to have the correct costumes. Mm -hmm. So we're having to hire, which is costing us an awful lot of money because everybody in the show wants at least four costumes because it spans a period of time. So is it trickier than, I guess, because obviously <laughs> professional productions, they have this budget and they go in different places yeah. and things like that, but as, a, as an amateur group, um, and it's a hobby, as you say, yeah. um, then... It, not only are you picking the production and things like that, and, and then obviously you've got all this additional cost with the licence and the costumes and the tech and all that kind of stuff that you need to buy in for it, but obviously you don't know directly how many people are going to come and see it, so no. you don't know on that income back. So everyone's... It's slightly... It's a risk every time, isn't it? It's a leap of faith, really, because if we don't sell enough tickets to cover our costs, we may not be able to do a show next year. Mm. You know, that we our only income is ticket sales mm -hmm. so we rely on people coming to what we all pay a very very small subscription annually but that goes towards the cost of rehearsal rooms which are very expensive as yes. well and insurance so we need theatre revenue you know ticket revenue to keep us going yeah. yeah. So, with that in mind, let's go delve right into the play because this is a, an old but a new play which is an interesting concept <laughs> Yes, so um, it's based on uh, Half Sixpence. Mm -hmm. um, originally was a film with Tommy Steele in it um, and then went on to be the musical. I don't know much about the old musical. I went to go and watch... Um, it was a few years ago in the West End um, with Charlie Stemp in the lead role. It was phenomenal. I went to go <laughs> watch that. Um, it was still called Half a Sixpence mm -hmm. then and then as they've released it then for amateurs, they've changed the name to Kips, uh, the new Half a Sixpence musical. So there's a few different songs from the original film, a few additional songs, um, but I think the story is almost identical. The story is the same, really, yeah. but I think the name change was more to do with the fact that Styles and Drew have written yes, seven new musical numbers mm -hmm. for it, and it's a 
massive show. It was Huge. a phenomenal show. <laughs> You've still got the good classic half sixpence and flashbang wallop, yeah? No, of course, yeah. Have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's some really good music in oh, it. Oh, brilliant. What is it, 21 scenes, 22 scenes, mm. and I think there's 20 musical numbers yeah. in it. Wow. It's yeah. a huge show yes. and the music is really difficult. It's really stretching us. But really, really catchy. It's fabulous music. It really is catchy, yeah. yeah. So for those that don't know, talk me through the storyline then. What happened without telling without giving it away, yeah. obviously. <laughs> well it's the story of Arthur Kipps, who's a young man who goes away to work in a draper's shop as an apprentice, and he's just an ordinary working lad with no money. And he is he meets an actor, right playwright, yeah. who he gets chatting with and he asks him his name mm -hmm. and he tells him Kipps and it transpires that the play that Mr Chitterlow has just written has the name Arthur Kipps as the main character because he takes the names of his characters out of the paper and he'd seen Kipps' name in the paper. So to cut a long story short, Kipps comes into lots of money. Ooh. He becomes very, very rich yes. and he has a childhood sweetheart called Anne Mm -hmm. who he's left in Romney Marsh, where he came from, to go to Folkestone. And once he's got all this money, he falls in love with, or he thinks he falls in love with, mm -hmm. Helen Walsingham, whose mother has fallen on hard times and all she can see is the pound signs and she wants Helen to marry Kipps, so they get close. and and. That's what it's about, really. And then yes. he loses all of his money. Yes. So I'm not going to tell you any more. It's a clever the way it shows the divide, I think, between the upper class and the, the working class. Yeah, that's uh, what it's people all about, of, of really. that era. I think it's clever the way it shows that difference yeah. there and the, the <clears throat> divide between those those two classes of people. What time it's, period are we in? It's Edwardian, sort yeah. of early 1900s. Oh, isn't fabulous it? costumes then. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it is that's it is a it's a social history thing really, and they do really take the Mickey out yes. of the posh people, <laughs> they send them up all the time, don't yeah. they? Yeah. So you, well, you've what I wanted to talk about. I guess you you on, you spoke about how the fact you've got some new young people coming in specifically for this play. Like, how, how did you approach that? Well, <laughs> we thought, how are we going to cast this show? <laughs> Because you need young people. Yeah. You can't do it with old people, older people pretending to be young because we needed the naivety for Kipps. Yeah. So I had approached the colleges, the mm -hmm. local colleges, and we had two fabulous young guys come along yeah. from North Lindsay and and a young girl from um, John Legger, although she was already in the society because she used to be in my mm -hmm. junior group. Um, so they auditioned and we again took a real leap of faith giving this young man who's not really done anything mm -hmm. this massive part where he's never off the stage <laughs> he's never off the stage he's involved every single thing centers around him and it? new it to does. you guys isn't it so you've not he's, worked with him before either no so. he's not worked with us we've not worked with him um, and and the nice thing about this show is that nearly everybody that's got a main part hasn't really been seen in a main part in our society no. I think, have no, they? That's true. We've got a nice new well, cast, yeah. new faces, haven't we? Yeah. In all the main true. parts, mm. so it's it's quite exciting. It's yeah. hard work because there's a lot of work to do. Yeah. But we've got every faith in them. Absolutely. Yeah. So and he's doing yeah. a fabulous job. 
new local talent then that's really 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 good definitely an asset yeah and they want to go on to musical theatre the two lads Mm -hmm. uh, they're doing the performing art well musical theatre course at north lindsay yeah so because this is one of the things i've thought quite a lot there's musical theatre there's drama there's performing arts going on at john leggett and going on at north lindsay why don't they encourage their young people to join some of these amateur groups who Fabulous are desperate experience. for young people? Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Know. Yeah, It's really, really good experience for them to come and do the adult side of musical theatre. It's, it's all well and good doing your theatre things within your college work, but yeah. that's all with students, and I yeah. think it's really valuable to come and do the adult side of things because that's going to show you the real side of theatre. Because we do it on a professional basis. Yeah. yeah. Everything's there. They've got the theatre, they've got the light, they've got the sound. Everything is as it would be in the real theatre. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So this next bit is a really good chance, um, and I guess anyone who's in the production might be listening a little bit closer now. Um, this next bit is a really good chance for you to, to praise some people. How are rehearsals going? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, really, really well. We're, re- we're really far ahead of what I think we thought we would be. Yeah. Um, because people just seem to have picked it up really, really quickly. Um, still lots of work to do, um, but I think we're in a really, really good position mm. where we're at at the moment. Yeah. And I think people are enjoying it as well. I think it's one of those real feel-good shows. All the musical numbers are really catchy, they're really high energy, and I think people are really enjoying themselves. They all love the music, don't they? They yeah. all love the show. Yes. Because I was a bit, will they like it? Because it's... You could think of it as an old show. Yeah. But it's not. It's been mon- modernised, so, yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. And the energy in the room is fantastic. Oh, yeah, really we, we good. We want 100% more, but it's OK. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, working at 100%, but I would like you to work at well, 200%. Yeah, yeah, I do, because, you know, yeah. if you, you you can't sit back on your laurels, can you? You've got to keep striving for more all the time. Yes, because you, you obviously... It will elevate when you get into a theatre anyway, as everyone yeah. does, but although sometimes you do get that person who acts opposite that's that's quite flat in rehearsals and then he's a totally different person on the that stage. That is really frustrating. Which is a nightmare, <laughs> absolute nightmare. <It's> awful. <laughs> you think, where did that come from? Where yeah. was it in rehearsal? Yeah. Um, but well, I guess once you started working with them, you sort of learn to expect it, don't yeah. you, after a while? But, yeah, yeah. that's very irritating. It's but... very not. It's very very irritating as a director or a choreographer, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Because you think, come on, you know, give it a bit of welly at rehearsal. Yeah, because it makes you panic all the way through yeah. and then he gets on stage and you're like, I didn't need to have all those sleepless yeah. nights. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that been? <laughs> oh, as a there's there's a lot of you. How many is in this cast? I think it's 31 altogether. Mm, 31. Obviously, with all the backstage crew, it's going to be very busy backstage. Um, yes. But um, is there anything that you do pre-show to get really focused for the uh, for the for the show going ahead? Do you do anything to? you know judge you all up before you take on the stage yeah we do warm-ups don't we yeah and this year we've been trying something a little bit different as well rather than just doing the vocal warm-ups and things we've been doing some movement warm-ups because it's mm-hmm. quite dancey um in quite a lot of these numbers so that's been really important but then we've also been playing a couple of games as oh, well yeah. to get the energy <laughs> high in the room and so people are having fun we've done a little quiz cool. one day um which was really good fun i think people really enjoyed that with a prize um surprise surprise the team with the person playing kips in one because he, <laughs> he knows the show but <laughs> yeah, because the quiz was based on, around the, on show. the show. Who's read the script? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, surprise, surprise, the team with Kips in one. But, um, yeah, we've been doing that this year, which it seems to have worked really, really well. People seem to have responded to that really nicely, and it, it, it's, it's helped. They've all been very themed towards the show mm-hmm. to try and keep it relevant. 
um, but I think that's really helped this mm. year as well, mm. keep that energy high. Cool. Well, we'd like to finish with um, a little bit of an elevator pitch is what we like to call it. So people that listen out there that might be on the fence about coming, what would you say? You can take it in turns. So you can, I'm looking at Jackie trying to, trying to alleviate that over to Becky. So I'm not having that. <laughs> you both get a go at this. <laughs> Becky can go first. Okay. Why should people come see kids? Um, if you're not a musical theatre person... Uh, just look at it in the sense that you're going to come and have a really, really good night out. Um, there's lots of laughs in this show. It's a, co- a brilliant comedy. Um, there's lots of brilliant music. You'll you'll leave the theatre singing um, and uh, support our society. Keep us going. <laughs> Please. <laughs> and the dancers are good. You didn't say the dancers Oh, yeah, dancers are, are great. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, over to you. Well, more or less what Becky said, really. You know, come and see us. Give it a whirl. If you've never been before... You might love it. It might be the best thing you've ever done. And if it isn't, you've not wasted an evening. It's a new experience and it's good to try new things. And it is a fabulous show. You'll go out humming. There's a couple of tunes that you'll never get them out of your head again. (laughs) They'll be there forever. (laughs) There's one literally called Pick Out a Simple Tune. (laughs) And my God, will you be picking out that tune? It's fabulous. It's it's, it's a really, really good feel-good show. And these two lads, well, Kips in particular, this lad, he needs to see a full house out there because he's worked so hard and so we need to sell as many tickets as possible so we can do a show next year. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you very much for joining us, you two. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much to Jackie and Becky for stopping by there. That was a fantastic interview. I really did enjoy talking a little bit more, not just about the show and society, but how theatre really does affect people and how what an enormous boost it is to to mental health and to and to to people that just love performing. Um, Full disclosure, I I know Jackie quite well. I've performed on stage with Jackie before, so that was a little bit of a different vibe than what we usually have because it was uh, you were more sort of I guess welcomed into a couple of friends talking about something that they're really passionate about. So I hope you really really enjoyed it. Um, a little bit more about Kips before we go. Um, Kips is performing at the Plowright from the first to the fourth of March. Um, the 4th of March has two shows. It has the 2pm uh, one and the 7.30pm one if you're looking to go a little bit um, earlier with some younger ones. Uh, tickets are either £12 or £15 depending on what show you're booking. Um, 12, the £12 one is the, the first show, the 1st of March, and the the matinee on the 4th of March. Uh, those prices are uh, not included in the booking fees. Tickets are available online and through the box office. All you need to do is either visit scunthorpetheatres.co.uk or drop us a call on 01724 or pop into the bath hall. It is obviously really lovely to see you when you come in and it does give us a chance to look at the theatre map together and pick the best seat for you. It would be great to see you and I know the guys at... Um, at Scunthorpe Musical Theatre Society would absolutely uh, be touched if you all joined them. Um, hope you enjoyed that show. We've got several more coming up. Next podcast we've got are the guys from Jurassic Earth. We have already recorded that one as well, so it is a great one to listen to. Some great dino facts on that one. Um, and it was it was um, a good chance to learn a little bit more about how a dinosaur show comes about and actually a little bit more about this one in particular and what you can expect. So if you are 
attending that show or thinking about attending it it's definitely the podcast that you should listen to uh coming up we've got richard jones from uh, an evening of magic who is our he, he won britain's got talent i think in 2021 um a fantastic uh, magician and we haven't recorded that one yet so if you have uh, if you are wanting to ask a question about anything to do with that show then do send that in all you need to do is drop us a message on one of our social channels or you can drop an email to scunthorpetheatres at northlinks.gov.uk thanks so much for joining us for this episode and see you soon bye